This is Foolish Adventure, episode 41, The Future Online is Paid. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hello, Tim. Hello. What's up, Izzy? What's up, Tim? Everybody, shout it out for Tim. In your cars, pull over. Woo, I'm just woo. kidding. <laughs> Put your hands in the air. <laughs> Wave them like you just don't care. Yeah, wait, yeah. you can probably tell that this is the second recording we're doing today because usually the second recording is the one where a little goofier, a little yeah. punchier. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, Tim and I, what, we get together, we make the most of the time when we get together in the same room, we try to sit down and record shows for you. You know, make the most of this time. And, and we've been talking, and what, one of the things that we think is going to be really valuable, hopefully for you, to bring value to you, our listener, is actually we're going to do something a little different once again. It seems like, a, it seems like all the time I'm starting the show off by saying we're going to do something a little, a little different. different. But that's, that's the way. Like every one of our shows. Like every, every one of them's a little different because <laughs> that's what it is when it's only organic. It's changing all the time. Right. Here's what we decided to do. There is a blog post that Tim read earlier in the week and he sent it over to me. We use this little service called Yammer to communicate, which highly recommended for yeah, anybody. Yeah, love that. Yeah, Yammer is awesome. Y-A-M-M-E-R, period. Dot com, excuse me, yeah, period, dot, period, 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 C-O-M. Period, C-O-M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Normally we'd start over, yeah. but this is the second show, uh, so we're I'm just gl- going to leave I'm glad this. you didn't start at the beginning. <laughs> www, period. HTTP colon forward slash point. That would have been really bad. So... So there's this important uh, blog post that Tim read, and then he, he sent me a link on Yammer. I read it, and I thought, you know what? We should talk about some of the stuff in this post. No, number one, we're going to definitely have to link to it in the show notes for this episode. Right. And I highly recommend reading the post, even though I don't necessarily agree with everything that's in the post and or agree with everything in the comments, but I think it's worth reading the post and the comments. Very good. There's some really good stuff in there to think about. And this episode, Tim suggested that we put out a warning there, and I think it's a good idea. This this episode's going to be a little more philosophical in nature, probably than what past episodes have been. Yeah, and and this is something that I've wanted to do for a while. I, you know, I, I'm always wanting to do more philosophizing on the show, and you're like, hey, let's give them some stuff they can use. And, and, <laughs> and that that's bad. How? No, and, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, but there's there's some really interesting things that we need to talk about. Uh, at least for me, I find them interesting because uh, why I sent this blog post to you was that I, I, I'm always looking to see where the internet is going, like trying to figure out how this is going, uh, changes that are happening in the internet. How is that going to affect me? How is that going to affect my clients? And, and now with Foolish Adventure, you know, how is this going to affect our audience uh, that is either A, starting an online business or uh, in or already has an operating online business because if you don't stay up on the changes then you know you can get left behind and that's uh, so i spend a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff and and you know we we don't usually talk about it on here because it's it's not truly actionable it's just stuff that you need to think about so you can prepare for it when you start seeing those changes occurring or even trying to become a little more proactive so that those changes don't ever affect you negatively. Now we're going to see how the show goes because we've never really done something exactly like this before. And so this could be totally a bomb episode. And and if it is, we apologize in advance, <laughs> but at least we're going to have a chance to talk about something we think is important. So that's right. good. I have nothing else. Okay. So here's the blog post. 
The blog post, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, and I'm not going to, I'll let you read it, of course. It's located at inoveryourhead.com, which is a great domain name, inoveryourhead.com. And the post is called The Future of Blogs is Paid Access. And it's written by Julian Smith. Yeah, who's a co-author with the guy by name Chris Brogan. And uh, they've written, I think, one or two books together. Okay. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I mean, there's several points that he makes. but And you can tell from the title, the, the future of blogs is paid access. Right. Okay. So you can tell a lot about what's in the article based on that title here. And there's some certain points that he makes. I mean, okay, so first of all, the idea is that that he said, you know, things changed on the web because people could start b- developing a personal brand for themselves. You know, this happened. You know, this is no news to anybody. You can right. develop a personal brand, get a following, and then become successful based on the following that you have online. So you have direct a- access to an audience, people that are interested in what you write about, what you blog about, what you podcast about, whatever, right? Right. So this is not new. But what one of the things he says in there is that what is kind of new-ish is uh, that that you can now, as your audience gets bigger and bigger, and it creates bigger demands on you, so you can then start charging people for access to you and your knowledge. Right. Okay? And this is something that's not new to me. I mean, it's kind of cool to see other people, like, figuring this out. Right. You know, because, I mean, I... We've been calling it the content creator model. Content creator model. Right. You create stuff and people pay you for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My my business speak version of that was the, you know, customer customer supported niche media. Yeah. (laughs) Customer supported. In other words, customer paid for it. Right. Customer supports it. Niche media. Right. Awesome. That's so, a really good way of describing it, but it's too formal. Yeah. Yeah. It's really business. So we call speaky. it the content creator model. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, he's, uh, because this guy is a, an author, you know, a published author and he's been making his money the, um, old school way, you know, the traditional method of, you know, you write a book and, and you get it published and stuff like that. And you build an audience to help support that kind of thing. And, and a lot of people in blogging are still doing blogging as if it's a, um, a public service. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't get paid for this. And there's uh, podcasters out there doing, you know, doing the same thing. Uh, uh you know, it's st- uh, cause a lot of these things, they started off as these free things. And, and that's something that, um, you know, yeah, just because it started off free doesn't mean people can't start making money from these systems that have been put in place. And, you know, what he's talking about is this paid access. And I think that's why it's kind of controversial. You know, you go in here and you'll read, if you read the comments and some of the comments are very good. Some of them are just belly aching and, and a few don't make any sense, but, (laughs) (laughs) but what, what is kind of controversial is he's saying, you know, paying for access and he mentions like Tim Ferriss and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who during their book launches said, if you bought so many books, you would get personal access to me. So it's like, well, they obviously don't need that many books. So they, they bought them just so that they could get personal access to Tim Ferriss and, or, or Vaynerchuk. So he's saying that uh, he made it sound like in his, in his posts that people are paying just so they can hang out with you. And, 
Yeah, that that does kind of happen with celebrities. You know, people go to charity things and they they bid so that they can go out on a date with a famous actress or something. Uh, you know, that that stuff does happen. You know, where you're just paying just just so you can hang out and not but that's that's very rare. Not too many people want to just hang out with you. You know, uh, they they want something in return. They, they, they're wanting some value. Anytime they're shedding, uh, you know, exchanging cash, they're, they're wanting something back. Okay, so when Tim Ferriss announced that he was launching his new book, The 4-Hour Body, and he announced that big launch promotion thing right. where if you buy, you know, if you buy 100 books, then you get a chance to have this. And I'm only allowing, you know, 50 people to get this, right? Right. And then if you buy 1,000 books, you get this. And, and I remember there was one that was like at the $5,000 level that I was thinking $5,000 is a lot of money, but I think that might be worth it because it was something about being able to spend like a day with him or something like that. Yeah. He had some consulting stuff that he was going to do um, for some, uh, for people who bought at a certain level. Yeah. So I don't remember what the level was that I was looking at, but some of them I was like, that's insane. I couldn't ever afford that. But then there's other ones. There was this one where I was actually seriously considering it in my mind. Nobody knows this because I didn't actually talk about this out loud. But in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if this is one of those things where it'd be dumb for me not to do this. Right. You know, now's my chance to just get access to Tim Ferriss, genius, who I've already learned a lot from anyway. And it would, I would make sure it didn't turn out to be some fanboy thing where I showed up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you've totally changed my life. And, right. you know, and I'm your biggest fan, you know, that kind of stuff. Hopefully it'd be more worthwhile than that. But, um, but there's something to be said about the value you can get from walking away. I mean, Tim, I mean, obviously, initially, the, my initial conversations for, with you had a big impact on me and my business. And that's, those are just some conversations. Imagine what happened if I actually had a chance to pitch him in front of Tim Ferriss too. Right. You know, what kind of impact could he have too? You right. Know? So anyway, the idea, I guess the idea is that I seriously was considering, I was actually seriously thinking about considering doing it, not because I'm such a fanboy, but because I'm thinking he has, he has like access to the safe or something like that. You know, he, he knows stuff. His experience has taught him things. Right. Imagine if we apply those insights, if we take those insights and sort of aim them towards me and my business and my life, what could happen? You know, I got all kinds of questions about, I've never done outsourcing and he seems to be an expert at it. I got all kinds of questions. I mean, how could that change my life if I actually learned how to outsource right now? Right. You know You know what I'm saying? Right. So things like that. Anyway, but so this idea of just wanting to hang with somebody, fanboy type-ish, you know, pay money to hang with somebody and go out on a date with a celebrity, not interested in that so much. But when you consider what they know and how you could become part of I mean, they'll know you from that point on in their life if you go and spend a day with them or a couple right. of days. Right. So th- this guy, Julian, he, he talks about um, essentially mo- what he's calling monetizing weak ties. And, and that's uh, your, the connections you have with other people. And in a lot of cases, uh, a weak tie would be someone who reads your blog and you don't, you as the author have no idea who this person is, but they know who you are and they want more access because they've got questions for you. You know, they, they want something from you. And I don't think it's the hanging out with you part that he insinuated, I think insinuated, right? Yeah, we can disregard Uh, that whole thing. Right. But I think I want to bring it up in case anybody goes to read that. Uh, that, you know, I don't think he really meant it that way. And it just sounded like it. sounded it. like it. Yeah. And, you know, let's just skip that and go right to what people are really wanting. And that is 
uh, being able to get their questions answered directly from the source. Right. Uh, because like a book or a blog, it, it's all one way. I, uh, you know, we're making content uh, here, you know, we're, we're doing our podcast and then we have content that we're making inside of our membership site. You know, those, those things are essentially one way, but then we added ac- direct access to us through the forums. And, and that way people, if, if they want to ask a question about the content or something about their business, they can get it directly from us. And, and then the additional thing they get is inside the forum, they're able to interact with one another so they can answer each other's questions, which is, uh, I think, just as valuable. So is, is this really a new concept, uh, you know, uh, be paying for access, really? Maybe for bloggers, as this guy's saying, the future of blogs is paid access. Um, well, we've been saying that all along. I think. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I, I don't take credit for this, that this concept, I don't take credit. I didn't invent it. I don't know who did. I learned it from Don McAllister. The idea that people will pay for my content directly. If the, if the content's worthy of being paid for, they'll just pay for it directly. So try that, you know, that's, that's what I did. And I tried it and it worked out. Thank goodness. So, but, uh, you know, but it's kind of funny because one of the things he talks about in the article is that if you do well, if you're one of these people that does well with your blog, if you do well with your show or whatever, then your audience grows. It gets really big. And then they start asking you questions and sending you emails. And this idea of being able to answer all the emails and answer all, it, it becomes impossible. You can't do it. Right. You literally cannot do it. You can't answer everybody's questions. And Gary Vaynerchuk, I know he says he does that, and I'm sure he has in the past, but he just... I, I just can't imagine that he has time to answer all the questions oh, he, every day in all the different inboxes. He has finally come out and said that uh, now there's thousands of messages that uh, he's backlogged. I'm not to that so, level. I'm not to that level. But my the way I've structured my time and the, the, the effort that I'm allowed to, that I allow myself to work and all this stuff, I can't answer everybody's questions. I mean, so. Well, one, I think you shouldn't ever try. Uh, you know, Vaynerchuk with that whole, you know, you know, t- uh, respond to every tweet, respond to every email. Um, maybe I, I, like it, it, it worked for him building his brand. Right. So a lot of times when we as uh, so-called experts start saying, well, this worked for us. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you or that you would even want it to. Like, I would not want to give up my life to answer a bunch of uh, emails to answer a bunch of tweets. You know, I, I, I really wouldn't, uh, I would, I would, I love interacting with people who have some, uh, really something to say, you know, they, they, uh, you know, I, I've, I, because of the show, I do get some emails periodically where it's fairly one-sided where they just want me to consult on their business, but don't want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten a few of those so far. And, and it's just like, I, I don't have time to just do that. I mean, and, and I, if, if something's really, uh, really valuable to you and you know, I, uh, I've already stated, uh, my, uh, my amount of time on the show. Well, why would you assume I would just drop whatever I'm doing to, you know, work on your business for free? And, and so what happens is as, as people start to get to know you, they, they find out about you, you become, 
as Julian calls it, a, a mini web celebrity that you're start, people start demanding of your time. These weak ties take more than they give. And, and they, they're always wanting to take, and he's talking about monetizing that. So if they want to take, then they need to, you know, cough up some money for it. And I, I, I don't see that as something that's true, truly revolutionary. I don't see it as even controversial, even though in this particular post, the, there's a lot of people, you know, like all up in arms about it. Like, oh, who dare you to charge for your content? It should be free on your blog. Yeah. You shouldn't be charging people. Uh, when, I went, when I went to a paid model, the day that I announced it and launched it, I had people come and leave comments on my blog that said things like, I will never visit your website again. I thought you were a good person. Clearly, you are not. You know, <laughs> I was wrong. And, you know, that kind of stuff. I got those types of comments from people and emails. It was insane. It was, I was blown away. I'm like, okay. The other option was I was about to quit. I was about well, to just stop completely. Well, let's, because let, I know a lot of the people that make these kind of comments, they would never uh, accept a comment like that from their boss. They go into a job and the boss says, you know, I really thought you were a good person. Why are you taking this paycheck? Right. Yes. I thought you were a good person. Yeah. I thought you were a good person. Yeah. Uh, good people don't get paid for their labor. Mm-hmm. That Good people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, non, it's a complete nonsensical statement. Yep. Because uh, how else are you supposed to put value into the world if you cannot get enough value back so that you can continue living? At right? that point, I was basically living on comments and positive feedback. That's what I was getting, right? In return, and people rainbows would go, and I puppies. can't believe, you know, they were like, yeah, rainbows and puppies. They'd be like, oh, you're such a, you're, it's so, I love your stuff. It's so awesome. This is the best stuff I've seen on the web. Keep it up. Keep going. Keep it up. But and, I'm not going to pay for it. Right. But, but, but you know what? The, gr- the good news is that a lot of people understood that it was worth paying for. Right. And so that's why my business was able to succeed. And that's why it's still in business now several years later. Right. And so it worked. It totally worked. But but uh, it but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's funny because I was just um, oh, I, what was it? Oh, I was reading in the book Influence Cialdini, where he talked about how culture is developed in a way where people we, we look down on people that want stuff for free, you know, right. where if they just take they take, 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 and they ask for stuff for free, but then they don't give anything back in return. And he goes, you know, think about these negative t- terms that we have for these people, mooches, you know, like if you're a mooch. A leech. If, and, a leech, yeah. right? These are people that take and don't give back and offer no value themselves, uh, you know, and, a, and, uh, and, but that's, it seems like the web has a lot of these types of folks on it. I mean, just, I, I showed you an email I got like a week ago from somebody uh, this person says, Hey, I'm an artist and I'm thinking I'm, I'm just brand new to video. I've never done video before. And I have, you know, some questions for you, uh, cause I'm thinking about doing some video. And then she proceeded to give several different questions. She, she listed off these questions, you know, like what camera should I get? And what, what, you know, what kind of budget should I be looking at? And if I have this amount to spend, would that be enough to be able to get everything I needed? And also this question and this question and this question. And it's seriously, if I, if I would have written an email that really answered her questions, it would have taken me a long time to do it. Right. It would have taken me a long time. I'm talking like, you know, maybe as long as an hour or maybe longer. I don't right. know, especially me. I'm not a great fast writer. So, so, uh, you know, I wrote back something like, 
you know, these are very popular questions that I get. And I'm, I get a lot of questions every day. I don't really have time to answer everybody's questions in detail. Uh, I should, I realize now I should have just ignored the email and let it go into my unanswered email inbox, you know, cause that's where a lot of emails go. But I, I don't know, for some reason I thought maybe I'd answer this one. So I, I answered all this stuff and they say, you know, these are very popular questions. I've actually created videos that answer all of these questions in my membership. And if you're interested and want to check it out, you might want to go check it out. Right. Cause she was asking right. pretty common questions. And, uh, and she wrote back and said that was extremely unhelpful. Clearly, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in anything you have to say anymore, you know? <laughs> and I, in my mind, I'm going, I like, I read it to Noel and I read, I, I had you look at it and I'm, I'm sitting here going, Oh my gosh. You know, I really honestly should have just not answered that email. Just let it go unanswered. But, but you know, sometimes what happens is I feel like I need to answer these emails, but it's impossible. It's a, it's an impossible thing to stay on top of everything, especially in detail. Well, I've I've learned that in, in the, like with these kind of things that there's usually clues that somebody wants to take more than they're willing to give in in what they're writing. It tends to happen if they write a very long email with lots and lots of questions. Yeah, odds are they just want to take from you and not give back. Uh. But thankfully, we're, we're truly in a world where we can make a living off of a niche. You know, something like what we talk about, if you're passionate about something, you can actually make a living from it. And, and in some cases, you can make a more than a living. You, like, you can actually make wealth from it. Uh, uh, that's something that I think is truly new. So, uh, I'm every day. I, I just think of the internet. You know, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, it was harder, much harder to to accomplish things. You know, I, I I love it when I see someone saying like, you could never do this before in the past. Like uh, some people you could do it. It was just extremely it was just, it was hard. just harder. It yeah. was just harder because well. Because it did happen, you know. People yeah. did build businesses before the internet. You know, <laughs> uh, people people did become famous. People did become authors. People did, you know, break all, through the the noise. Right. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, it, it's like people who are talking about traveling and making a living online, and it's like, well, you couldn't do this before the internet. Well, it's like, yes, you could. Lots of people did it. And uh, like a, a guy that I I had read years ago, he ran a uh, back in the 60s, he ran a newsletter as he traveled around the world. Like a, a paper newsletter? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he would type in it. In the 60s? In the 60s. Wow. He would type it and then send it to a, pu- mail it to a publisher. And then the publisher would print it and then mail it out to, to, the, subscribers. to the subscribers. And and then the checks would go to uh, a a play um, I don't know what he called it, but essentially it would get sent to one place, and they would deposit all the checks into uh, in, into an account. And he was able to live and travel the world with a paper newsletter. Uh, and and so he had a portable typewriter that he took around with him. So obviously, it, it's not brand new. None and any of the things that people are talking about on the internet, not really brand new. The new part is the vehicle. It's yeah. the, it's the, it's the technology that we have access to that makes it so much easier, so much faster and all that. Yeah. Stuff, it's, you know? it's, uh, it's so cheap yeah. as to be nearly free. Uh, most of it requires your time. 
and some creativity to break through the noise. That's, that's really what we have now. So in the past, guys like uh, Schultz, who had this letter, this letter that he created while traveling around the world, he was an oddity. Because it was so difficult to do, most people would not have thought, well, I'll have all these different functions occur in different parts of the world so that they all work for me. And, and then that way I can travel the world. Most people didn't think like that. And, and so he was an oddity. Today, well, there's thousands of people doing that exact same thing. Except for now, instead of it being a paper newsletter going out, they have a membership site or they have an ebook or or whatever it is you know they're they're able to do this some people even are selling physical products now without ever touching the product you know, they they don't have to do it and they can live their lives as they choose that's i think what's so amazing about the the internet as it is now and and the fact that it makes it so much easier does it make it easy no no, it, it isn't just flat out easy, but it's easier than it had been in the past, Allow, which allows people who are in positions like Westerners who are very wealthy compared to the rest of the world to be able to make use of stuff and, and, and create businesses that give them control over their lives. That, I think that's the most amazing thing we have. And I just realized that I sounded like I was complaining a little bit earlier in the recording when I was talking about this email that I got that was going to require all this, this effort. And I want to go back and say that I get other kinds of emails too, where somebody asks me a question and I say, and they, and they usually along with the question, they'll say things like, and I'd be happy to pay you for your time. You know, what camera should I get? Save me a lot of time. If you could just tell me what kind of camera I'm going to be getting for this for this certain project, this is my budget, I'd be happy to pay you for your time. And the funny thing is, is that usually I don't even, I don't take people up on that because I'm not, I'm not in a place in my life where I want to trade time for money. I don't want to do that right now. So well, usually- But also as, as human beings, we like it when other people are considerate. Yeah. So, so normally what I do is I, is I don't always answer all those types of questions where people offer to pay me for their time, but, or pay me for my time. But I, uh, I feel more inclined to answer their questions frequently. Anyway, long story short, the, my, my point is that, um, my point is that it's, I don't remember what my point was, except just to make sure that everybody knows that I just like, I, it's not like I hate getting email. Right. It's just, email is a good way for me to kind of keep an idea of what's going on in my audience. Well, and uh, for, uh, you hate getting leech email. I hate getting leech email. Leech mail. Leech mail. Leech mail. Yeah. We just, co we just co coined a new phrase. Yeah. I hate that. Leech mail. But people who actually care, uh, they care about our time as well as their own, love those people. I loved your, I, I loved uh, how you kind of wax philosophical about how people have been doing the same kinds of things for years and all that stuff. I really love that. And I think we need to also get back to something that's happening in this, in this article here where where he's talking about how people are moving to services like Letterly and stuff like that. Because right. what you were just talking about with this guy Schultz, is that his name? Yeah. Okay, so Schultz is traveling the world in the 60s, writing this newsletter, da-da-da-da-da. And now there's a company called Letter.ly, Letterly, that, make, that has the whole thing bundled up into one big service where you can basically do that same thing, except they handle it all for you. Yeah, there, there are several bloggers that in the last couple of years, they built up these uh, large 
audiences and are now moving over to directly selling their uh, directly selling their content. And and so yeah, I think they're going to continue posting a little bit on their blogs, but the majority of their content is going to be a paid subscription. And that is not not new in in like the sense that that model's never been done before, but it's new in that bloggers and and I, I would say even podcasters you know podcasters should be doing the same thing you you have the opportunity if you're creating great content that you should sell it yeah yes uh, in our three product approach where we talk about having w- uh, a free product one that is a- an audience builder and then a second free product but that one is an exchange for an email address so your list building and then you have your third product that is the thing that you're selling that, that allows you to continue being a content creator for a living. That's, that's what, you know, we're, we've been talking about uh, for a while now. And, and so it's not, it's not like super new, but it, it's awesome that you can take these older concepts like a paid newsletter and implement a system that I think literally doesn't even cost you anything up front. I'm not sure, maybe a few bucks just to get it started. And, and you just, uh, you get the whole payment thing going. Uh, I think it's with PayPal. You hook that up and, and it's a system that just runs for you. And it gives you the opportunity to actually sell your content, especially if your text version, uh, like if you're a blogger having a letterly also, or any other service, there's a few other services like that, uh, where you can sell your content directly to the people who value it. I, I think that's brilliant. And I, I think another thing that's new is the fact that this is becoming more and more popular. The more we see these mainstream people do it. I mean, uh, honestly, I used to feel like the membership site was sort of like uh, dirty, you know, like, you know, people would go, Oh, you have a membership site. You right. know, it was kind of like dirty, but now it's, it's flipped the other way around. It's not like celebrated yet, but it's definitely, not just palatable, but it's something that people are familiar with. Oh, you have a membership site, you know? Right. Oh, it's, it's not dirty the same way that it used to be. Or I, I don't want to say dirty, but I, I think maybe people associated it with the industry that will go unnamed, uh, you know, the adult industry, how they kind of spearheaded the whole membership site. Uh, thing. Oh, but, uh, I think the people who essentially dirtied it, uh, the dirty internet marketer r- type was, folks, yeah, or, was, was the people who, we're like, hey, you can make a, you can make a hundred million dollars a month right. if you have your own membership site. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that put a, a bad spin on it because people don't think poorly that, um, you know, uh, they they buy their magazine. Like I get, uh, you know, Fast Company magazine. You know, it's like I get pay, I pay for a subscription, and then they send me each month. They send me a magazine. You know, nobody gets upset about that. Uh, what you're doing is taking that exact same concept and and translating it into an electronic form. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's funny because it used to be that there was more of a negative thing associated with it, but it's not like that anymore. It's more palatable and it's becoming more common and people are talking about it openly and and people like big time people i mean i was blown away when i read that chris brogan and julian smith were talking in this blog post they talked about how they were going to start a forum a private forum membership only paid access and it was going to be all about social media related things right right i I don't i don't know if they actually did or have or haven't yet at this point i don't know because i haven't followed it that closely but 
But uh, I, I like the more people that talk about this stuff, the more accepted it becomes, which I like. Obviously, I'm biased that way because I have one of these sites. But I want to see more of this everywhere. Like, honestly, I would prefer if I if I have a website that I'm a big fan of, I would like to have a higher level of deeper content that I can pay for versus one blog post a week. You yeah. know, like if I'm really into it, I want to have a lot more than one blog post a week and I want to pay for it and I want to have it organized. Right. I want to have it organized and searchable, you know, whatever. Right. And, and so I will happily pay for it. I'm not going to do that for everybody I read. If I'm subscribed to 100 RSS feeds in my RSS reader, there might be five or six that I would happily pay 10, 20, 30 dollars a month for. Right. You know, because it's that valuable to me. I get that much out of it. And so I so. I, I like seeing it b- become more and more embraced. And what's really interesting is that Noel, uh, my wife, Noel was telling me the other uh, night that she had somebody leave a comment, I think on her website, something like this, where they said, you know, a year ago, I never would have thought that I would be a member, like paying for a membership to some website because there's so much available information for free. Why would I want to pay for a membership? But then, and the person said, but, you know, now I am, I am a member and I see it from the inside that it's totally worth paying for because you go, because inside the membership site, you go a lot deeper and you, it's a lot more detailed and there, it's a lot, I mean, there's just so much more in there than right. what there is on the free side. And for me, as the content creator, I know like, like for Foolish University, I feel like I need, because the, these these folks that are part of this, I feel like I'm part of their lives now. And I, you know, these are the, the cream of the crop. These are the, these are the best of the best of the best of our listeners, right? That's the way I feel about them. And so I feel an obligation to them. So I want to be in there as often as I can. And I think about them. I know you do too. I think about them when I'm not online, I'm thinking about them and what they're going through and da, da, da. So I feel a much deeper connection with them, even though it might only be through form posts or comments or emails or whatever, you know, the shows that we're producing, but there's definitely on both sides, in my opinion, as an audience person to get inside a membership site, it's a lot different than the free version for me. And then also as the content creator, I feel totally different about the free content that I'm giving out. Although I want it to provide value. I feel totally different about that versus like the personalization that I want to do inside the membership site. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes, they're different animals from both perspectives. Well, f- uh, my perspective of that is, you know, we, we created this membership site and inside of it, we're creating additional content. And, and what I'm seeing is that I wanted the forum to exist because I knew for a fact that, that we could never answer all the possible questions somebody could have with an online business just not even possible. No matter how much content we create, we're not going to be able to think up your question. Right. And, and so we wanted to make sure there was a way that people could get those questions asked. And then if we do find that there is a big gap in the knowledge that we're uh, putting out, well, they we ask a question yeah. and then we can create actual training on it so that the next person who has that same question would be able to get access. And I think that's a, a great way of, you know, it's a, a positive feedback loop. You know, where uh, they they give a question, we create an answer, and then we learn from from that. We're learning what what is needed out there, and and it just and we keep uh, uh, you know adding to each other. He in this uh, blog post, Julian talks about Aaron Walls, uh, who, by the way, I don't think I've ever read 
I, I think I might have read an ebook by Aaron Wall at some point. The Maybe SEO through Word book. Tra- or uh, or or could have been through Word Tracker. Like, I think so. Um, so I think I have read his stuff, but I did not realize that he had a membership site, I guess. Uh-huh. That's $100 a month. It was $100 a month, and now it's increased to $300 a month. Right. And that and Julian Smith says, and he still thinks it's a good value at $300 a month, which that is not the most expensive membership site that I've heard of, but it's one of the most expensive. Right. $300 a month is a lot of money. You know, it's three times what somebody's cable bill might be. You right. Know? Um, but but the, if only, the only person that's going to continue to pay that is the person who sees value from it. Right. Where it's like, yeah, it, yeah, it's $300 a month. That's great. Right. Yep, absolutely. Happy to pay it based on what I get out of this. That's amazing to me. And that's what you can do now. And it's, and it's interesting that I, I just love that. I, I want it to become huge. I would like to just be paying for my content everywhere online. And I know I got to, I know I'm biased. I know that. Right. But I would love to, because if I can get deeper levels of content more niche, deeper, go better, better, awesome content, and I can pay for it, I'm in. Right. You know? Uh, and I would say, if it is better. Yes, right? exactly. Because uh, Otherwise, of, I won't. Right. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of blog posts, uh, and like Pat Flynn on his Smart Passive Income, produces some great content. Yep. Stuff that people should really be paying for. And, and so what, when he goes, I, I think he'll eventually start his own membership site. I, I would bet, you know, uh, it just has to we be. We have no insider right, knowledge no, on no, this. We We're don't. just guessing. Uh, no, but it's, it it's makes just sense. Gotta, like right. if I were him, I would. Right. Yeah. It, it would be an inevitable uh, in my thinking uh, that uh, he's going to then have to create, you know, like really deep content inside of his membership site because uh, he's already set the bar really high mm-hmm. with with his uh posts you know they're they're really really they're good really amazing yeah so but you see other people that uh would that that produce content on their blogs and it's like oh that's pretty good had a couple of interesting points would i would i actually spend money on on, on their membership site Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But mm-hmm. Pat, I, I probably would. Yeah. Because I'd want to see just how much more knowledge and depth that he's going to go because he's already doing great stuff. And that's what we've been talking about with our podcast. Like uh, our, our show, we're saying, you know, create that awesome free content because what it's going to do is people introduce are going to introduce people to you. Yeah. And they're going to want yeah. more of yes. that. Yep. And, and so that's. Uh, that's the model, you know? Uh, so where Julian's saying the future of blogging is paid access, I would say the present of blogging, the present of content creating is paid access. And it's, and it's not entirely paid access. It's free, product number one, uh-huh. plus free, product number two with an opt-in. And plus paid product number three. That to me, that's the ultimate recipe. If you're doing all three of those things, you're developing an audience, you're proving to people that you know what you're talking about. That's the purpose of that free stuff. You know, that will convince somebody to become a customer of your paid stuff. If your free stuff is so good, they're like, oh my gosh, if this is what the, imagine what the customers are getting. That's exactly, you know, imagine what the members are getting. Right. If this is so awesome. Right. Right. So, and I don't know, it's proof. People, you know, I think somebody in the forums actually this last week was like, you know, if I could only figure out how to prove, how to show people how good my member stuff is to convince them to do it. And my whole answer to that is that's what your free product is for. It proves 
that your stuff is awesome and that you know what you're talking about, that you can help them. That's right. what the free stuff's for. And if you produce a lot of that stuff, it'll drive people to the membership thing. I just want everybody to start doing this stuff. You know, I want the whole web to be taken over by this, you know, and, and if it becomes competitive, great. People have to compete to have even better membership sites than somebody else. Fantastic. Who wins? We do. The right. customers, you know, right. and hopefully me, we do as the owners of the membership sites. Exactly. Okay. I don't know. What else? No, I think I think uh, we we can let that go. I I was wanting to kind of get into some pronostication, pro, making some it? predictions, yeah, predictions? Pro- prognostication, prognostication. Yeah, yeah. I, I but what, I was like, like, what's a prediction? Just give us it does, a just little teaser. Tease us. Yeah, right. tease a little, us. A little a teaser. Um, I would say in the near the near future, because of this whole customer supported niche media concept is becoming more mainstream. Uh, more and more people are doing it. Finally, the experts in the market are saying that it's the future of it. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, then it, it, what's going to happen, as, as you said, the niches are going to start to become more competitive. So what I see is that a lot of people are going to become uh, the ones who will succeed will start treating their niche media as a business, as, as, as if it was a, a miniature media conglomerate. You know, a like, miniature conglomerate. That's right. a nice little contradiction. So, right. So, so like you, you're one of the big networks, mm-hmm. but for your niche. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see that as, as the, the bigger, the, the ones who are going to succeed in the near future, the ones who are going to dominate their niche are going to be people who treat it much like that. Like they're creating a network for their niche. The, they're the ABC or NBC of their niche. Cake and, decorating. Yeah, of cake decorating. Yeah, I'm the NBC. You've heard of NBC? Yes. Well, I'm the NBC of cake decorating. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so not only if it's becoming more competitive, not only will that happen, but also that implies that now's the time to start. Now, like it's a gold rush, it, you know, uh, setting yourself up as the authority uh, now is important. Now is the time to do it. And and then from there, making sure that you stay the authority. You know, you, you stay ahead. You don't get complacent in your niche because there's going to be some young Turk who's going to come in behind you and want to take your spot. Very cool. Anything else you want to say about that? No. Nope. You're predicting the future. Nope. All right. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, this is definitely a wandering conversation. Went to several different places, but hopefully as a listener, you're able to get some, uh, some helpful information out of this. And that's all I can think of right now. Is there anything else we need to say? No. Nope. All right. So uh, I guess we'll see you next time. In the meantime, enjoy your foolish adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695.